I want you to join me in the book of Luke, the first chapter. I have no clue how the Lord's going to end this thing tonight. But I'm just going to follow after what I felt in the Holy Ghost today. The book of Luke, chapter number 1, and verse 5. We are honored to have all of our guests here with us tonight. Thankful that you would worship the Lord with us. To all that have joined us online tonight, if there was any way you could have been here tonight, you're probably wishing about right now that you were, and we're wishing you were too. To those of you that could not be here tonight, I want to invite you to be with us beginning Friday night, 7 o'clock, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, Sunday morning, 1045, and Sunday night at 6. We're going to see the mighty hand of God move in this building. I believe it. Amen. John, uh, Luke rather, chapter 1, verse 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. They were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Think about that. They had no child because Elizabeth was barren. And they both were now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. Verse 11, and there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. The angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. Thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. This is one of the most powerful moments that heaven connects with earth because it is this narrative in which I read you tonight that the men of earth heard from the Lord for the first time in 400 years. When Malachi made his prophetic utterance and closed his book, We came into what we know in history as the 400 years of silence, the dark years, where there was not a word from the Lord as far as we know biblically within the canon of the scripture, understanding there were no angels of the Lord, there were no prophets of the Lord, nothing happened for 400 years, and the first time the Lord visits his people again is to Zacharias, burning incense in the temple. Is it any wonder fear came upon him? Because he began to see what he had only heard about. But when heaven manifested in that room, he realized that everything they've told me 
is true. You can be seated tonight. There is something so moving and so deep in this place. I don't want to miss the Holy Ghost. So at any time, I may just stop preaching. And we may turn this house into a prayer room again. But we find that the children of God were in such a unique place. Their ministry was based on historical evidence. Their relationship with God was based on what their fathers had told them it was all about. There was not a man walking on the face of the planet as far as we know in this season of time that had heard the voice of God. To our knowledge, the canon of Scripture gives us no indication whatsoever that angels had been visiting God's people. All we know is that the Lord gave commandments The prophet told them, Malachi, just keep doing what you know to do. 400 years later, we find Zacharias and Elizabeth. The Bible said that they were blameless people doing what they knew to do. It leads me to believe that there is some kind of power in understanding that when you don't know what else to do, You just keep on doing what you know to do. It's amazing to me that for 400 years, nobody that we find was crying out to the Lord saying, give us a fresh word. Give us a fresh word. Give us a fresh word. But for 400 years, men and women continued doing what the Lord had told them to do. Before he shut his mouth and Malachi closed the book and there was no prophecy for 400 years. I wonder how long it would take some of us if we were closed out from the voice of God. No clear direction, no words of wisdom, no fresh word from heaven. How long would it take us to get discouraged? Well, I want to tell you that I can in some ways find somewhat agreement with the spirit of Zacharias in his fear. Because I am a man who's been blessed of God to have a rich legacy and heritage in truth. I've seen God do great wonders. I have seen the dead raised, the blind eyes open, deaf ears to hear. I've seen God do miracles, but I haven't seen nearly enough. And I was raised in a generation constantly hearing about the power of God and the things that he had done. But this was a transitional moment in Zechariah's life and in the history of God's people. For we know that that which was conceived in Elizabeth was a work of the Lord through Zechariah and Elizabeth because it was too late for them physically to conceive and bear a child. But the Lord is saying to Zechariah, I know that you've never heard from God for yourself. I know that you've never really seen miracles on your own. And I know that everything you're doing right now turns your face back to who I was and whoever one has told you that I am. But tonight I want to tell you, this church, the same thing that I believe the angel of the Lord was speaking to Zacharias. He told Zacharias, I want you now. To turn your face from what you've been told that I am. 
and turn your face toward the future. Everything that you've heard of me until now was the prophetic of what I was going to do. But now, Zacharias, I want you to turn your face in expectation because every word that I've promised, I'm going to fulfill. And I'm going to fulfill it through your generation. What you don't understand, Zacharias, is that Elizabeth is giving birth to the forerunner of the Messiah among the children of Israel. The message from heaven to Zacharias after 400 years is turn your face to the future. It's time to start talking about children again. This last year of chaos has had many of us living, looking over our shoulders We have become in some ways incapacitated by fear of what we've been through so much so that we're wondering what tomorrow is going to look like. Now I can promise you one thing, I'm not Gabriel, but I do have a message from heaven tonight. The Lord has sent me to this pulpit on this Wednesday night to declare to this church, it's time to turn your face. It's time for us to quit looking back over what we've already came through. It's time for us to quit looking back over this past year and all the chaos and all the disruption and all of the fear and all of those things that have come against the body of Christ. It's time for FTC to start talking about the future again. It's time for us to start talking about children again. I feel like God has brought us to this place in time for us to stand up as a lighthouse in this entire region. It's time for us to begin to have birth pains of every prophetic word that has been put within the womb of this church. I mean no harm tonight when I tell you that this church is so full of prophetic prophecy. I'm not real sure we need another word of impartation. So tonight God has not just sent me here to impart but I believe it's time for us to activate every word that has been imparted into our spirits if I could say it to you like this tonight I don't want to talk about harvest anymore I want to have harvest I don't want to talk about miracles anymore I want to have miracles I don't want to talk about supernatural breakthrough I want to have it God has postured this church to begin to do in us the impossible with man this is not possible but with God all things are possible But I'm getting ready to tell you right now, I don't say this with one ounce of arrogance in my spirit, 
The Lord has stripped all of that from me. I've laid everything I've got on the altar today and asked God if there's anything in me that's not like you, I want you to strip it out. I want you to rip it out of me. I don't ever want to bring a mark against the kingdom of God. But I want to tell this church something that you need to hear tonight. God has positioned this church in chronological order and in geographical positioning. God has placed this church in a position that we have never been before and there is an anointing on this church that will not just impact a city but it will impact a county and it will impact a region and it will impact a nation and it will impact the world there is a global authority and anointing that is coming on this church as of right now God is re- hey God is releasing something in this church What I'm telling you right now is that God is doing something in this church. I'm not telling you what God is going to do. I'm telling you what God is doing in this church. It is so powerful. It is so big. It is so magnificent that some of us aren't even going to know how to frame it with our mouth. That's exactly why the angel of the Lord said to Zacharias in verse 20. He said, and behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed. Because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. The angel of the Lord reaches down and seals the mouth of Zacharias. Goes to Elizabeth and says, it's time for you to conceive. But when Zacharias walks in the house, Elizabeth looks at him and says, what's wrong with you? What happened? He was confounded. He was dumb. He could not speak. And it was all ordered of the Lord. The next time that Zacharias opened up his mouth. Oh God, I feel the Holy Ghost. The next time that Zacharias opened up his mouth was when he named the baby John. The Lord said, Zacharias, I don't want you to say a word until you can start naming things what I told you to name them. There are some of you that over the last several months, you have literally felt dumb in the spirit. You would try to pray big things, but you were locked up. You would try to open up your mouth and expound on things in prayer. And you were locked up. But the Holy Ghost sent me to tell you that what he is getting ready to do, is he is about to unlock your mouth. And you're going to begin to speak things that are not as though they already were. And you're going to begin to speak things in the language of heaven. Zacharias, I'm not going to let you talk until you name the baby what I told you to name it. Yeah. 
God have mercy. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. There has been over the last several weeks several that have noticed and I haven't said anything from the pulpit because I wanted it to be a God thing. There have been several that have come to me individually without talking to one another and have noticed there's been a shift in the atmosphere. And what I feel, and you, 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 you may or may not believe what I'm saying to you right now, but I want to speak a prophetic word to this church. Several years ago, the Lord spoke to me about how he was going to activate things, and I've just kind of waited, you know, we look at the task before us, and it's so big, how in the world are we going to get this done between now and the coming of the Lord? And the only possible way that this can happen is going to be supernaturally when God expedites the process. The word of the Lord said that there's coming a day that the plowman would overtake the reaper. That means seasons are going to begin to cross because you're waiting, you're waiting on the harvest to come. And the Lord's saying it's already happened. Here comes the plowman. It's going to overtake Seasons are going to cross. I don't believe this means in the earth. I don't believe that we're going to be waiting on summer and winter's going to happen. I don't, I, we leave that to all the smart people out there that are trying to figure out what's going on with the climate. But you listen to what Pastor's telling you tonight. The shift that has happened has been for God to put His church in fast forward mode. I mean, no disrespect when I say this. But there was a time in our movement that we relied so heavily on fellowship with one another that we developed the subculture of Pentecost and how that we, we couldn't make it without conferences and we couldn't make it without camp meetings. And we just had to be together and we had to have the fellowship. And it was a lot of hem hawing, a lot of fist bumping, handshaking, high fiving, and hey, Doc, how you doing, man? Good to see you. And we're all walking around, hey, man, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. And inside we're like, oh, God, I just had a church split. A whole bunch of foolishness going on. And we call that the kingdom of God work. Now, I'm not, you all, you all know me, I'm a people person. But the Lord was testing his people. I don't believe the Lord sent COVID. I don't believe God had anything to do with COVID. But I believe the Lord allowed his church in this season of pandemic to find out what we were made of. And how many of us had to have the social networking of Pentecost to survive. And I'm glad to tell you. That in 2020, in a year where some people said we're going to fall apart, I'm glad to tell you that FPC had sustained growth over a 12-month period when we should have fallen apart. I'm glad to report to you that God has been blessing this church financially. God has been blessing this church numerically. We have had... People in this church, crowds in this church that we haven't had for five or six years. Why is God doing that? Because he is putting the process in fast forward. We don't have time. I, I thank God for fellowship and I'll do it till it comes back. But that is not our reason for existence. We do not exist to go from conference to conference and meeting to meeting. We exist to exemplify the kingdom of God in the earth. I'm telling you that God 
is getting ready to set some of your fields on fire. God is getting ready to mess with some of you. That it felt like you were introverted and you just couldn't teach Bible studies and you just couldn't reach people. I'm praying tonight that heaven would awaken us. I'm praying tonight that heaven would shake this church and wake us up. Believing that the intersections we pass through from this day forward are going to be God-ordained intersections. God's going to open up doors for you to have conversations with people you never dreamed you'd have. And I've come tonight to encourage somebody. Turn your face from where we've been. And turn your face toward where we're going. Because God is ordering our steps. God is ordering our steps. And all I'm asking you to do tonight, if you're willing, ready, and able, and feel it in the Holy Ghost, is if you're ready to press forward and press on into harvest and victory and revival like we have never seen before. I'm not worried about what we came through. I'm not worried about where we fell apart. I'm not worried about where we were broken. We've been broken in all the right places, and it's all been ordained of God to bring us to this moment. But if you're ready tonight to turn your face toward the future and to start talking about children again and start talking about harvest again and start talking about the will of God again I'm asking you to reach out and touch the Lord right now I'm asking you to avail yourself in the Holy Ghost right now God whatever you want me to do whoever you want me to talk to wherever you want me to walk I'll walk he caught behind this is our season church this is our day come on open up your mouth tonight and declare it in your life Lord I'll be more sensitive than I've ever been let me walk in discernment let me walk in the infinite wisdom of God let me discern pathways and intersections. I feel like God's about to start digging it out of the places we never dreamed he would. God's going to start connecting you people with backsliders that you never dreamed would walk back through the doors of this church. But God's going to use you to minister to them and bind up their wounds and administer the oil and the wine. I'm speaking over you tonight a fresh anointing that's going to begin to flow from your hands and your mouth. And you're going to administer healing to people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. If God be for us, who can be against us? <laughs> Come on, I'm asking you to take that step of faith tonight. I'm asking you to take that step of faith tonight. God will trust you. God will work in your kingdom. Uh, uh, 
Pastor, I don't know if I'm up to the task tonight. You probably aren't because this is bigger than we are. But greater is he that's in us. We're going to see it happen in the name of Jesus. God, I break every spirit of fear by the authority of the word of God in the name of Jesus. I break every spirit of fear tonight. We destroy every spirit of intimidation in the name of the Lord Jesus. Release us into destiny tonight. Oh, great God. Oh, great God. Uh, let's cry out to the Lord. Let's cry out to the Lord. God is calling to people that have been serving him from the fringes. God is calling to the people that have been serving him from a distance. You've been afraid to jump in with both feet and jump in over your head. The Holy Ghost is calling you tonight. Bidding you to come on in. Come a little bit deeper. You've been following from a distance and counting the cost. But tonight I hear the Spirit saying, It's not time for you to count the cost. It's time to get busy. It's time to jump in with both feet. Jump in over your head. And let the Spirit of God lead you. I'm talking with reckless abandon from your ideas, from your motives, from your ambitions tonight. Ho oh. oh. Hey. It's going to cost us something. The closer we get to the coming of the Lord, it's going to be expensive. But anything worth having is going to be worth investing in. When I return, will I find faith? When I return, will I find faith? Prepare yourselves this day, church, for tomorrow. Consecrate yourselves this day for tomorrow. <laughs> Let's just wait on the Lord. <laughs>